Welcome to the New England Take, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM, Concord, 101.9 FM, Manchester, and nhtalkradio.com. I'm your host, AJ Kirstead. Be sure to check out the New England Take on your favorite podcast platform. You can subscribe there, and please be sure to comment if you like what you're hearing. Joined today by Steve Cochran. He's the Associate Vice President for State Affairs at EDF Action. Welcome to the show. Thanks, AJ. Good to be here. So before we, you're on here primarily as we want to talk about um, the Build Back Better uh, bill that's being put in, that they're working on getting through Congress at this point still. Uh, We're recording on uh, Friday, December 3rd. I'm not sure when exactly this is going to be airing with regards to everything else. So it could change at any time. But to start (laughs) off with, uh, what is uh, EDF and how does that uh, work with your specific aspect of it, which is EDF action? Yeah, Environmental Defense Fund is a... um is a global uh, environmental advocacy group who works on work on climate and uh, been around since uh, the 60s. Uh, got probably 800 people scattered around the world uh, trying to save the world, you know, and do that kind of stuff. Uh, and uh, uh, EDF Action is uh, is really the um, uh, the the advocacy arm means that, that it's the part through which uh, we do lobbying. Uh, if we do uh, political activities, if we need to get involved in campaign campaign like that. So one's a, a C3, as they call them in the tax world, and the other's a C4. EDF action allows us to do uh, to do uh, some of the more political things or some of the more direct lobbying stuff. So what's your specific job? I mean, what do you what have you done? And before your current role, I mean, have you been with EDF action for a long time? Yeah, I'm an old guy. I've been I've been at EDF uh, EDF action uh, off and on for 25 years now. Um, I'm I'm uh, talking to you from New Orleans today, which is home for me. But I, I lived in D.C. and ran uh, ran our legislative work for a number of years. Helped us get started with the EDF action years ago. Uh, managed our climate work um, both domestically and internationally off off and on. Um, and uh, and have also done a lot of uh, adaptation work. You know, we've we got two sides of this climate thing. One is reducing emissions, and the other is dealing with the damage that's already underway. And, and so I've been working on both sides. What I'm doing now is we're sort of building out an effort uh, uh, state by state uh, where we're going to have, you know, our own people on the ground uh, and uh, and really, uh, you know, like in Louisiana, we I'm, I live here. This is home for me. Uh, and so instead of sort of being the, the fly-in national group that drops in and does a few things and leaves, um, we're getting more intentional about being, uh, being on the ground involved in state work there's up to some of these big big issues that we're working on so I'm, I'm helping us try to get that set up right now yeah that's great especially the you want that hands-on aspect to it that always gets a, a constant theme of my show is the nationalization versus the importance of the local aspects of things and if you're not on the ground you don't really see what's going on and it's, true. It's, it's really true we all we all try to deny it when we're working at the national level and say no 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 we understand and the, and the reality is you got to be hands-on and you got to be there. And frankly, to be credible, credible, you need to be there too, yes. right? People need to know you're sharing what you're, what, what they're, what they're living, not just uh, flying in. So that's what we're doing. So you guys have a definite uh, desire to get the Build Back Better plan to get passed through because there are various environmental provisions that are a part of it. Can you speak to um, – so the Build Back Better plan for anyone that's been paying attention to the disaster coming from Congress the last few months when it comes to money coming through anywhere is there 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 was the budget, there's a reconciliation bill, and then there was also this Build Back Better plan that uh, was kind of the highlight of uh, when Biden was running for president he wanted to have go through. And obviously it's changed a bunch over the the last year um or he's, he's been president since january but he was pushing for this before that point um what specifically uh does the bill address when it comes to environmental matters yeah it's really 
in our judgment, it's really the biggest, best opportunity that we have ever had, ever had uh, to, to really dig in on the range of things that are necessary to, to really manage climate change. And that's got two pieces to it. One is we have to do everything we can uh, to replace our current energy system over time with clean, renewable energy in whatever form that's going to come in. We've got lots of opportunities. But we need to be doing that now because these things take time. And, and there is more there are more resources, things, tax credits, um, appropriations, various forces of of resources because you got to have money to do the work, right? We can we can all give the speech. If you don't put resources behind it, you're not being serious. This puts resources behind it and can allow us to make that transition to clean energy faster, uh, cleaner, um, sooner uh, than we will do it otherwise. If we don't do this now, we are so far behind the curve on climate, we're not going to get out out of the box. So so that's the first thing. This is the opportunity. This is the best chance. We need to do this now. We can do it now. We're probably one vote away from doing it right now. Yeah, we're really we close. To, <laughs> we need to get that done, right? So so that's that's the main thing. Two, it, it really is um, uh, a chance um, to, to do what it is that people have been talking about for years, not just changing the energy mix, but doing so in ways that creates jobs, that put people to work, that actually give people a stake in that future, not just a climate stake, but an economic stake. And that's what this bill will do. That's why we need to get it done. Yeah, I feel like there's been, uh, at least when it comes to the general uh, push from a lot of environmental uh, agencies is the very much the political and we, we just need to stop using gas cars like that that's not how that's gonna work a Tesla cost forty thousand dollars I, I can't afford that my little exactly. Hyundai out right. there is uh, was used <laughs> yeah <laughs> so right? It, right it's that that background infrastructure I mean how does will this support the development of new technologies that'll make these things more affordable in this case, we have a little bit of history, and if you look back to the to the changes that were put in tax credits and other things in 2009, we've actually reduced the cost of solar energy by almost 90%. We've reduced the cost of wind energy by almost 70% because we're getting to the scale where the economics of scale can actually be applied to these so that manufacturing can grow because there's consumer demand and so that can be, you know, can be afforded. You're, you're People have to be able to afford things or they're not going to do it. It's just right. not complicated that way. So this really begins to, to, again, at a scale that we've never done before. And it's a scale that we have to be operating now to be successful. It really begins to put our money where our mouth has been for a while and actually make this work. Now, when it comes, I mean, heating basically is one of the biggest things in, in New England, especially when it comes to oil consumption and uh, natural gas and such. I mean, what's what's it, the, the act doing to address this? Uh, it, it provides a series of tax credits uh, whereby people can move from those old systems to basically electrification. And the source of power for the electrification has to be clean. Um, so, so, so that you begin to remove the emissions, not the power, but the emissions associated with the power. But there's a series of tax credits, a series of investment opportunities associated with transitioning those at the, at the residential level as well as at the commercial level, um, basically making it affordable for people to begin to make this transition. I mean, I would love to be able to snap a finger and say, OK, next year we're all done. And that's not how it's going to be. People have to be able to afford it. They have to be able to make those investments and they need the time to make that transition. This bill attempts to provide the level of support necessary to actually make that work at the residential level, as well as, you know, at the homeowner level, as well as the commercial level. This might be kind of unrelated to specifically the, the Build Back Better plan, mm -hmm. but when 
when people plug things into the wall, they don't necessarily think about where the electricity is coming from. Uh, overall, across the country, we obviously don't have this big push towards nuclear, which I think is very unfortunate. I think that would be a great thing that we look at because of the energy side. It's a tremendous amount of, impact of energy would be provided with very little uh, negative consequences, especially with modern nuclear. It's the reason why Europe uses us so much now. Um, but what's it, what's the landscape look like in the United States when it comes to power generation that feeds residential areas? Um, we, we have uh, we still have uh, a primary dependence on uh, on natural gas and coal, uh, some oil, but mostly natural gas and coal. And then obviously nuclear has the, the challenge we have with nuclear um, is that virtually well, none of the facilities that are operating right now are what you would call modern nuclear uh you know the, the idea of that, that that people are chasing right now the, the more modular forms things like that um uh that that's going to have to be put into play we've got a serious management issue with with most of the nuclear facilities are actually either at schedule or beyond schedule in terms of when they were going to to um to move out so that makes uh that makes people nervous uh, in terms of infrastructure breaking down instead of being sustained so so there's a there's an ongoing challenge there but the but the basic challenge that we have is to be able to replace um, those things that are dependent on natural gas and on coal with um, uh, solar and wind uh, geothermal where that makes sense other forms that don't produce the emissions we have to do that as rapidly as we can I live in Louisiana there are um, there are nine gigatons I think of uh, of uh, of uh, uh, proposals in terms of how much they could actually reduce um, of replacing that, that, are, that are actually proposals that are out on the books now of people who want to build these facilities to be able to provide at the commercial level. There's also the other distributed generation approaches, which is much more focused on neighborhoods and communities and even individual homes. Um, if you live in a place like I live where hurricanes are, are a fact of life, um, the idea that you have solar on your roof and then you have a battery pack on your wall um, which will be significantly subsidized under this bill. Um, there's an opportunity to, to it, it costs, I'm in the process of actually looking at my house right now for that purpose. I lived through Ida just a little while ago. I don't want to do that anymore. The, 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 uh, we were out of power for, for almost a month, wow. um, no internet for five weeks, um, uh, with a battery pack and solar, which would probably cost me about $40,000, which I'm sort of like you, I'm not sitting around with $40,000 to do that with. Um, there's really $12,500 would come out of the, this new bill in terms of a tax credit, knocking that price down substantially in the process. So those kinds of distributed generation approaches are things which are the technology is available. It's possible to do it. We need to make it affordable for people and we can begin to replace these uh, these these fossil fuel based energy systems over time. And what seems really unfortunate with the current landscape of it, it seems to me, it, just to be totally upfront, like I'm a center right guy. Like yeah. I'm, I'm very yeah. skeptical of both sides of the aisle when it comes to their solutions. Obviously, a good we, place to be most of the time, right? Yeah, it's like we need to get off. Obviously, we need to get off of of coal unless there's a substantial um, fix to the way these these energy plants operate with regards to filtering and how they they. Uh, produce that electricity but it seems like especially in new england there's a real issue with going to solar and wind because of the nature of our severe winters we tend to get up here i mean uh, what do you i mean what are you guys pushing for that may be more viable to to make it worthwhile up here like concord for example where where i'm recording from is uh we got natural gas pumped to every building in in the city and that's how we do heat and um yeah. cooking and everything like that 
Yeah, yeah, and we're, we're almost entirely natural gas dependent down here where I live as well. Um, we, we probably do have more, probably have more solar opportunity, but probably less wind opportunity. I don't know. I have to look at the look at that. But, but part of this ha- obviously has to do with distribution as well. You have to be able to. Um, uh, part of the challenges are what the infrastructure bill provides. Um, funding for as well as the Build Back Better bill is support for um, for actually improving our grid system, our distribution system, so that in fact the source of energy becomes less important to a local area because they can import power from a cleaner source from a, from a little bit further away. But we need to have the systems in place to be able to do that. Um, you know, and I, as you know. Uh, anybody uh, who wants to tell you that we're going to pass this bill and then next year we're going to be fine, um, that ain't happening, right? I mean, the, the reality is is hard. The reality is this is going to take some time because we can't just pull the plug on people in the process. We have to do this in ways that make sense. This bill steps forward to do that in the first time that we've ever really done it somewhere near the scale that we actually need to do. Now, you know, complete picture here, um, let's say we pass this bill, we get moving, we're actually putting the resources on the ground, moving that forward. We still have a lot of work to do. We don't get to all go away and go, got that done. Now we're good. You know, let's, let's deal with, let's, let's solve hunger now because we don't have to worry about climate anymore. Um, uh, we're still going to have work to do. But if we don't do this, we are so far behind the eight ball, they will never catch up. I mean, now's not time to really begin to step forward. We have the opportunity to do that. We need to do it. Yeah, regardless of, of how you lay on on the uh, the climate debate, it, it's good for the Earth in general to start switching to these technologies. The, I mean, there's no way around it, whether it's the smog in California or the wildfires in California because of their droughts they've been having because of lack of forest management and other climate change uh, issues. Um, it's just better for the world to to offer just, cleaner energy. It's a better idea. It just is. Let's let's go. Right. Let's quit. That doesn't mean we quit debating. It right. doesn't mean we quit trying to figure out what's the best way. It doesn't mean that we don't learn from mistakes. It means we need to go. We don't need to stand still any longer. We got to go. Now, what sort of jobs are expected to be created from an energy perspective when it comes to build back better? You know the the estimates, um, and let me. Uh, I'm always a little skeptical uh, about some of the jobs estimates. I, I've I've been on the receiving end of an awful lot of economic analysis uh, of uh, of refineries and petrochemical facilities down here that talk about all the jobs they're going to have. Well, they end up with a couple of hundred jobs, but they have two thousand jobs for construction, right? So you gotta you gotta look at the whole thing. There, there's probably uh, probably over time a million sustainable jobs uh, in, in the transitional efforts to 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 rebuild. Uh, to move towards electric vehicles, to rebuild the grid, um, uh, to actually install wind and solar offshore and onshore, onshore makes make sense. That's a lot of work, right? That, that is a lot of jobs. Um, there go, there'll be more jobs um, um, on the front end in construction. It's just like every other uh, big facility. If you you might have three or 4,000 people necessary to build a big facility or a big set of facilities, and maybe there'll be a thousand people who are employed by that going forward, right? So, so it'll, it'll that's how it'll play out. But, but you're talking replacement of probably a million jobs over time, which is moving from one source of energy to another source of energy. Let me I give you an example here in Louisiana. We we have a big offshore industry here, um, has been a big job producer for decades. Um, uh, one of the growths that we're seeing, um, are the, the people who build and fabricate for offshore platforms who build boats to support it. You know, that's a specialized set of tools, a specialized set of uh, of, uh, of um, 
vassals and that sort of thing. Well, it turns out that uh, Block Island off of Rhode Island, um, a lot of the work that was done there was done by people from Homa, Louisiana, where which is a, a center of service for the offshore traditional oil and gas offshore industry. So, we're, so that's and that's ongoing. The North Sea is now importing vessels that are built uh, again around Homa and Thibodeau, Louisiana, because they're used to building vessels that can operate in 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 challenging waters and in, in big depths and and around facilities like that. So, so we're seeing some of these transitional benefits that you don't expect to see, frankly, in Louisiana, um, a deeply red state, uh, deeply dependent on fossil fuels from a from an energy perspective and from an employment perspective over the years, really being an advocate for wind energy. But people are advocating for wind energy now because it's a direct economic benefit for right. them to do so. And that's how we have to, that's how we'll get this done. Yeah, you 100% need the economic case to be made. No way around it. Either you're introducing more jobs, you're making the you're reaching the capacity where the energy rates are going to be low enough where it's worthwhile. It's not like a few years back when I, I received that list of, oh, by the way, you can double your energy cost on a monthly basis because it'll be green. I'm like, I can't afford that. <laughs> like, dude. How about I don't do that, right? It's like, I, <laughs> right. It's like I've got other expenses. It's expensive enough to live in town. As it Thanks is. for the offer, but really. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. that's very important. Um, looking at the the coast, so dealing with rising sea levels, what things in the bill will be addressing that, or working to assist people in those situations? So there's a there's a um, you know all told in the, in the Build Back Better bill, there's probably um, I think it's 550 ish billion uh, for uh, what's called climate, and then also resilience. The resilience part is what you're just asking about. How do we help people plan better? How do we help people um, uh, build uh, in ways that are that are resilient? Which means, you know, in the coast where I live, you're talking about elevating homes, and you're talking about helping people. Uh, uh, participate in the decisions about what do they want to do because community some communities where i live are going to have to move we're not going to be able to sustain everything that we'd like to be and, and so so how does that happen does somebody in washington just make that decision and then you have to move that's not going to work people right. are going to fight that all day every day but if people can sit down around a table and say all right what do we want to do here how are we going to do this some people are going to say i'm going to stay put they're going to do that, right? They have to have the right to do that. Other people are going to say, you know what? I really like my community. How about we do something together so there's a buyout and we can transition someplace? That that's happened already in some places. Staten Island did that after after um, uh, uh, what was the superstorm Sandy? Uh, uh, we've seen that occur. There are, there are several communities that are moving down here. It's not easy. It's expensive, but there's support in this bill to begin those conversations and to begin to support that sort of decision making so that we can actually do this in a useful way. One other point: um, I happen to live in an area which deals with this every year now. Right. That's the unfortunate part of living in South Louisiana. We see storms every year, big storms. And now they're starting to follow each other, which is even worse. So um, but it's not just in Louisiana. Uh, and, and we saw that last year with Ida, which ripped all the way up and stayed strong all the way up through New York. Right. Every coastal area is having to begin to deal with this. And if we begin to do it now, we have a chance to try to stay ahead of it. If we wait, it's not going to be pretty. There's no reason to believe it is. Steve Kaufgren, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. He's the Associate Vice President for State Affairs at EDF Action. 
Thanks. Nice talking to you. You can learn more about EDF Action at edfaction.org. And stay tuned in the news for what happens with the Build Back Better plan. You're listening to New England Take on WKXL. I'm your host, AJ Kirsten. We'll be right back.